0: Section 16 of Baled Hay by Bill Nye. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Difficult to identify. A dead fisherman was taken to the San Francisco morgue the other day with nothing by which to identify him but his fish line. There may be features of difference between fish lines, but as a rule there is a long, tame sweep of monotony about them which confuses the authorities in tracing a man's antecedents. THE MAROON SAUSAGE The maroon sausage will be in favor this winter, as was the case last season in our best circles. It will be caught up at the end and tied in a plain knot with strings of the same. TESTIMONIALS OF REGARD Friday was a large day in the office of this paper. A delegation consisting of Ed Walsh and J.J. J. Clark "'Train dispatchers of this division of the Union Pacific Road "'waited on the editor hereof with two tokens of their esteem. "'One consisting of a bird that had been taxidermied at Wyoming Station "'by the agent, Mr. Gullier, the great corn canner of the West, "'aided by another man who has, up to this date, evaded the authorities. "'As soon as he is captured, his name will be given to the public.' The bird is mainly constructed on the duck plan, with web feet and spiked tail. The material gave out, however, and the artist was obliged to complete the bird by putting an eagle's head on him. This gives the winged king of birds a low, squatty, and plebeian cast of countenance, and bothers the naturalist in determining its class and in diagnosing the case. With the piercing keen eye of the eagle and the huge Roman nose peculiar to that bird, coupled with the pose of the duck, we have a magnificent combination in the way of an ornithological specimen. Science would be tickled to death to wrestle with this feathered anomaly. The eagle looks as though he would like to soar first-rate if it were not for circumstances over which he has no control— while the other portions of his person would suggest that he would be glad to paddle around an hour or two in the yielding mud. We have placed this singular circumstance where he can look down upon us in a reproachful way, while we write abstruse articles upon the contiguity of the hence. The same committee also presented a bottle of what purported to be ginger ale. It was wrapped up in a newspaper and the cork was held in place by a piece of copper wire. As we do not drink anything whatever now, we presented it to the composing room and told the boys to sail in and have a grand debauch. Generosity is always rewarded, sooner or later. The office boy took it into the composing room and partially opened it. Then it opened itself, with a loud report that shook the dome of the boomerang office "'and pied a long article on yellow fever in Texas. "'Almost immediately after it opened itself, "'it escaped into space. "'At least it filled the space box of one of the cases full. "'There was only about a spoonful left in the bottle, "'and no one felt as though he wanted to rob the rest, "'so it stands there yet. "'If Mr. Gullier could put up his goods in such shape "'as to avoid this high degree of effervescence, "'he would succeed.' But in canning corn and bottling beer, he has so far put too much vigor into the goods, and when you open them, they escape almost immediately. While we are grateful for the kind and thoughtful spirit shown, we regret that we are unable to test the merits of the beverage without collecting it from the sky where it now is. It looks to us as though some day Mr. Gullier, while engaged in canning and bottling of some of his gaseous goods, would be lifted over into the middle of the holidays, and we warn him against being too reckless, or he will certainly meander through the atmosphere sometime, and the place that knew him once will know him no more forever. About two o'clock the following special was received. Special to the Boomerang, D. H. Account Charity. Wyoming, October 27. Dear Bill Nye, We made the run from Laramie to Wyoming in one hour. Gullier says, Do not open that bottle. It might go off. He sent you the wrong bottle by mistake. It is a preparation for annihilating tramps and produces instant dissolution. We, after careful inquiry and rigid investigation, find that the bird is filled with dynamite, nitroglycerin, etc., In fact, it is an infernal machine and is set to go off at 3.30 this p.m. Clark, Potter, and Walsh The Chinese Compositor The Chinese Compositor cannot sit at his case as our printers do, but must walk from one case to another constantly, as the characters needed cover such a large number that they cannot be put into anything like the space used in the English newspaper office, in setting up an ordinary piece of manuscript, the Chinese printer will waltz up and down the room for a few moments and then go downstairs for a line of lowercase. Then he takes the elevator and goes up into the third story after some caps and then goes out into the woodshed for a handful of astonishers. The successful Chinese compositor doesn't need to be so very intelligent, but he must be a good pedestrian. He may work and walk around over the building all day to set up a stickful, and then half the people in this county couldn't read it after all. Snowed Under We have met the enemy, and we are hisn. We have made our remarks, and we are now ready to listen to the gentleman from New York. We could have dug out, perhaps, and explained about New York, but when almost every state in the Union rose up and made certain statements yesterday, we found that the job of explaining this matter thoroughly would be wearisome and require a great deal of time. We do not blame the democracy for this. We are a little surprised, however, and grieved. It will interfere with our wardrobe this winter. With an overcoat on Wyoming, a plug hat on Iowa, a pair of pantaloons on Pennsylvania, and boots in the general result, it looks now as though we would probably go through the winter wrapped in a bed quilt and profound meditation. We intended to publish an extra this morning, but the news was of such a character that we thought we would get along without it. What was the use of publishing an extra with a Republican majority only in Red Butte? The cause of this great Democratic freshet in New York yesterday But why go into details? We all have an idea why it was so. The number of votes would seem to indicate that there was a tendency toward democracy throughout the state. Now, in Pennsylvania, if you will look over the returns carefully, but why should we take up your valuable time in offering an explanation of a political matter of the past? Under the circumstances, some would go and yield to the soothing influences of the maddening bowl, but we do not advise that. It would only furnish temporary relief, and the recoil would be unpleasant. We resume our arduous duties with a feeling of extreme ennui, and with that sense of surprise and astonishment that a man does who has had a large brick block fall on him when he was not expecting it. Although we feel a little lonely today, having met but a few Republicans on the street, who were obliged to come out and do their marketing, we still hope for the future. The grand old Republican Party. But that's what we said last week. It sounds hollow now and meaningless somehow, because our voice is a little hoarse, and we are snowed under so deep that it is difficult for us to enunciate. But about those bets. If the parties to whom we owe bets, and we owe most everybody, We'll just agree to take the stakes and not go into details, not stop to ask us about the state of our mind and talk about how it was done. We don't care. We don't wish to have this thing explained at all. We are not of an inquiring turn of mind. Just plain facts are good enough for us without any harrowing details. In the meantime, we are going to work to earn some more money to bet on the next election. Judge Folger and others, come over and see us when you have time, and we will talk this matter over. Mr. B. Butler wishes we had your longevity. With a robust constitution, we find that most any man can wear out cruel fate and get there at last. We do not feel so angry as we do grieved and surprised. We are pained to see the American people thus betray our confidence and throw a large wardrobe into the hands of the relentless foe. Rough on Oscar Somebody shook a log cabin bed-quilt at Oscar Wilde when he was in this country, and it knocked him so crazy for two days that a man had to lead him around town by a bed-cord to prevent him from butting his head against a lump of oatmeal mush and scattering his brains all over the Union. End of Section 16